Hello, and welcome to another honey-glazed episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> I am your host, Katherine Weigel, and I have lost 155 pounds, and with me today is... Donald Weigel, and I myself am honey-glazed. I have lost over 100 pounds, and uh, we're here to talk about it. We are! Uh, why is it honey-glazed? Because... The holidays are upon us. Uh, if you are a Canadian friend to the North, you have already celebrated your Thanksgiving. But mm. uh, here in the U.S. Must be nice. <laughs> here in the U.S., uh, we are about two and a half weeks away from Thanksgiving. And that brings uh, the darkest, darkest time <laughs> of the year. <laughs> so we are here to talk turkey. Get it? Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be the, that kind of episode. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is this is happening. Anyway, uh, you all know that this is uh, the, the time of the year uh, we all look forward to, which is the time of the year we gain 10 to 15 pounds and then say on January 1st, yeah. we'll deal with it yeah, we're gonna next start, year. Yeah, we're going to start January 1st. We're going to get it together, and uh, it's going to be real this time. This time we mean it, and uh, January 2nd, we give up and uh, go back to what we were doing before. So let's just pretend that we right now are you on January 1st, um, <laughs> cursing your very name for all of the heck that you wrought Shouting on your, your own name to the sky like this. My name! <laughs> well, let's just say all the names of everyone we think is listening. <laughs> Ooh, like a romper room situation. <laughs> Andrea. Tiffany. Aaron. Jennifer. Alexia. Let's just yeah. go alphabetically. Um but uh, you, you've all done it. We're grown-ups, right? We get yes. to the holidays, and we just say, you know what? The me of January 1st will we'll make up for all of the sins of the holidays. Uh, that's a lot of pressure to put uh, on your, your future self to suddenly be a good person instead of the bad person <laughs> that you are today. It's not about good or bad. Uh, except for your choices, but yes. <laughs> Wait, that's not the message we're we're no. pushing. Um, but uh, this week, we are going to uh, forego your favorite tip of the week and, and your favorite product of the week Pow. and just dive right into some uh, really great lessons about how to make the holidays a success, regardless of what holiday you celebrate, what holiday you don't celebrate, or what holiday you pretend to celebrate just so that you can eat more food. Yeah, even if you don't actually celebrate any holidays coming up, uh, you're still inundated with food attunities, which are opportunities for food. I mean, that is mostly why I eat on Arbor Day, right? Yes. It's like I'm like, I've got all the Arbor Day gear around, and then I'm eating like the Yule logs and stuff right. like, in celebration. It's of... only things that grow on trees, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, pecan pie. But there are, you know... The I know pies grow there, on trees. There, there are many reasons for the seasons. We won't go into those. Uh, but I would say I spent about 41 years just looking past my family right into uh, the candied yams and, uh, and staring those in the face instead of staring my family members in the face. Uh, so we are going to uh, go through all the ins and outs of holidays and how you can navigate them to have a successful January 1st instead of a regretsful January 1st. <laughs> I like it. Is that a thing? Yeah, no, so, it is now. So what, uh, in, in our experience, Donald, as a married couple, you remember we're married. Oh, yeah. Um, our holidays were really about food, weren't they? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it was really one giant excuse from... 
roughly the end of October through the beginning of the following year to just eat whatever came our way. Right. If you respell, if you change around the letters in October, it just spells out free candy. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we spent 31 days uh, eating candy in October so that the Great Pumpkin would think that we were the most virtuous of, yeah, uh, of, yeah. of fans. The most sincere. And then November 1st hits. It's the holiday season. Yeah. It's the season. You got to start... November 1st, you got to start uh, taste testing just to make sure you know what kind of favorite pumpkin pie that you can enjoy. Yeah, uh, you don't know if that cranberry sauce is still the same as it was last year when you had it out of the can. You know what? Let's make a pie and try it now to see if it's good enough to make for... for, for the holiday. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to give a bad pie to a bunch of people. No. And if you uh, if you are like us, um, food is sort of an allowance for... Uh, I mean, we, we've talked about danger zones before, but we give ourselves two months of the year to throw caution to the wind and throw gravy in our faces uh, and uh, then deal with it later. And uh, that always worked out to gaining 10 to 15 pounds yeah pretty much every holiday season and uh i think i read somewhere the average person gains like two or three pounds every holiday but we're special and we we uh, (laughs) we break those barriers we really uh we really did it up yeah i would quite often uh just assume I was gaining 10 to 15 pounds I'd get out my stretchy clothes and I think that that is probably why I had four or five sizes of clothing in my closet at any time to allow for the holiday uh, shrinkage of my clothing not the expansion of my my appetite Um, so I had I hit a milestone yesterday I got on the scale and I had officially gotten to my pre-Christmas weight. Yay! It, it only took 10 months <laughs> <laughs> to lose. Uh, you know, I, I went up and down the scale, but uh, the last time I was the weight that I was yesterday was the day before Christmas, and that was kind of sobering. Yeah. Like, if you think about the holidays that are coming, how long does it take you to lose 10 pounds? For me, it has taken about 10 months to finally stop zigzagging up and down the scale and lose the weight. So imagine the you of January 1st with that extra 10 pounds on, cursing your name for all of the foolish uh, choices that you made over the last two months. Um, So I think uh, there are some people that think, you know, weight loss is a great idea over the holidays. And we uh, and other experts say, Maybe just don't try to lose weight over yeah. the holidays. Yeah. Who Te- are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. That is that is not to say, you know, throw up your hands and just do what you want. We're saying don't do that. But, um, you know, the idea of, uh, you know, if you could do it, great. But maybe adjust your mindset and temper your expectations. Maybe you're not going to lose uh, another 10, 20 pounds between now and January 1st. Well, and by the time this airs, uh, I have decided that in the month of October, now that I'm back to my Christmas weight, just in time for the holidays, um, I am (laughs) going to work on losing uh, a couple more pounds uh, up until October 31st. And then on November 1st, I have decided in advance that I am going to go into maintenance over the holidays which probably means eating and doing just about the same thing that I'm doing now. Yeah. But maybe I get like one more yogurt a day 
or maybe one bag of Doritos uh, fun size or something like that. Like the difference between <laughs> yeah, my it's not a full size Costco no, bag of no, no, Doritos. No. But like my my maintenance calories and my deficit calories are probably only two or three hundred calories a day different. So it's not like suddenly maintenance is this other world where I don't have to go for walks and I don't have to track my food. Like I yeah, plan there's, on there's tracking no, like, maintenance calorie party. Yeah, so um, so I'm going to be in maintenance the next two months, and uh, my goal is going to be to stay as steady as possible. So I guess one of the first tips—not that we haven't given you many tips already—but I would, <laughs> but and Donald said, keep your habits in place, even if you have some parties to go to, some events to attend, some dinners, maybe some extra stresses. Keep as many of your positive habits in place as possible. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, to finish the the thought we started there, um, temper your expectations for holidays. Um, You know, consider it a victory if you maintain your weight all the way through. Um, You know, it's adjusting your mindset that if you don't lose any weight during this time, it is truly a victory to maintain and not gain any weight. Well, or if you're one of those freaks that only gains a pound or two over the holiday season, try being one of those people instead of the person that gains 10 to 15 like I used to do. Yes, exactly. So don't, don't be a Donald and Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> of the past. Be in of us. The past, yes. Be in us now. But um so uh I we looked at some resources. I looked at real simple and good housekeeping and uh, I looked in my own brain also, which yes. I, I am trying to credit. It's a but, scary place, but we looked in it. But one of the big things that I think is an issue is like the I'll just put away the scale for the holidays to make room for our Yule log, uh, and and then I'll just take out the scale on January 1st. <laughs> weigh yourself. Whatever you're doing now, keep doing that. If yeah. You, if you're weighing yourself, weigh yourself once a week. If you're doing it every day, do it every day. Whatever floats your boat. Or if you're not weighing yourself, I have, I don't know if you know this, Donald, I have a belt that I wear that is on the last notch, like yeah. the, the smallest notch. That notch doesn't lie. Um, no, it doesn't it does shrink not. in the wash. It doesn't grow in the wash. No, so, because you don't wash it. <laughs> do you wash belts? I don't think you I do. I don't know. Um, but I, that belt is my canary in a coal mine of uh, of my habits. If I, you know, right now I'm on the fifth notch. If I expand out to the third notch, that's like a DEFCON one. Or wait, I never remember which is yeah, the good DEFCON def- one's the bad one. Oh, I did it right this time. Yeah. Um, that's like emergency lockdown situation. So um, have an article of clothing that kind of keeps uh, keeps you in check. Weigh yourself. Uh, and that leads me to to my, my next goal. Don't start wearing the stretchy clothes at yeah, the holidays. For sure. Don't don't wear the stretchy clothes. Don't wear the yoga pants to uh, to your office party. Uh, wear some form fitting clothes because the more room you give yourself, the more room you give yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you give yourself enough rope and you'll turn it into a giant belt around <laughs> that waist. you'll have to use. But um, so, what are your what are what are some tips for you uh, at the office place, Donald? Well, I I would suggest practice saying no. What? Um, that sounds yes. extreme. Yes. Uh, real true story. Just yesterday on the uh, the TV pilot that I'm working on, uh, it was the last work day for several people, as it often is on TV pilots. And um, one of the people from our production company, um, very, very wonderful woman, decided to throw a little party for the office. And she got um, five different kinds of ice cream, a half gallon of each kind. And, what did um, everyone else eat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and she set up a like Sunday buffet bar in the office, oh, like boy. with all kinds of toppings. I mean, there had to be like you know six, seven different sort of toppings. And um, she brought in like Cracker Jacks and Moon Pies and like Martinelli's Sparkling Cider. And you know what? I said, no, thank you. I said, I truly appreciate your effort. I hope everyone enjoys this and you are wonderful for doing this, but I really am just not going to have any. I, Donald came home last night with Moon Pies and I was like, is it 1930? What's happening? (laughs) Why is Donald sending uh, treats from the past into our house with Cracker Jacks? I thought our daughter would enjoy a Moon Pie for dessert. And she did. (laughs) And you know what? Just to clarify. She had one. It was delicious. And then she went on her merry way. I don't know what's wrong with her. She has a well-balanced opinion of food. Yeah, she's able to stop eating things when she's full. We're going to have her checked out by a physician soon. But, you know, this woman did not throw hot coffee in my face. Uh, (laughs) She didn't kick me and run. Like, she she seemed appreciative of my comments. And, you know, we moved on and things were fine. But what if they said, come on. I I said, you know, people did say, come Come on, on. can't you just treat yourself this once? And I said, look, I... I have issues with food, and I am choosing... But you look so fit and thin. They didn't say that. Oh, they didn't. Uh, <laughs> in my mind, they did. <laughs> um, but I, I said I've got some issues with food, and I'm just going to bring the food that I brought with me, and thank you very much, but I'm going to be fine. That is a very grown-up choice. I uh, I didn't know about this uh, Sunday party until today, so hats off to you. I'm going to go buy a hat, and then I'm going to tip it to you. Cause it, that, it's that's Saturday good. as we record this, but it was a Sunday party. Oh. Oh, um, so <laughs> Sunday, bloody Sunday. We love making up exciting uh, ways to talk about food. But the you workplace... Know, it, it is okay to say no is really the bottom line here. Well, and, like The world is not going to end. Well, and we have said it before, but like if you're eating candy in October and it's not October 31st, it's not Halloween candy. It's just candy. If you're eating treats on any day other than Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving food. It is just indulgent food that you are deciding to eat. The same thing with with Christmas. It's not, we're talking about um, whatever your holiday, if it's um, Hanukkah or Christmas or Thanksgiving, whatever you celebrate, it's a a day. It's eight days. It's, you know, a, a, a finite amount of time. But we take two whole months of the year and just act like it's Kansas and we do a flyover and then expect January 1st to stick the perfect landing. And so we're saying keep the holidays in perspective, keep the days in perspective. Even if you have um, a a work event or a a church function or something like that, there are seven days a week. We have talked about uh, math before. Math lives at the holidays also. It It, sure does. It is a reckoning time for math. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, if even if you have two parties a week, that's what what did we say that was? 28%? 28 yeah. 28% of the week. Work on keeping that 28% average of of indulgences instead of making it 100%. Like, yeah, the the holidays are a great time where we tell ourselves that, you know, we only live once and um this may be the only chance I get to have eggnog uh forever. And this is the only chance I'm going to have to have pumpkin pie. Like, it really isn't. And you can have those things, you know, you can have anything you want. You're a grown-up. But 
you know, you will also pay the price for that, and there are consequences. Um, but having it just a few times is going to be better than having it every single day during the holidays. Well, and a lot of people I know, I mean, we used to get giant buckets of multi-flavored popcorns and vendor gifts, and people would bring in treats. And we've said it before, but nothing is free, like, nothing that you decide to eat that didn't cost you physical money isn't going to cost you somewhere else. Yeah, so making sure. a, a grown-up decision to abstain completely from things at work that you know are just gateway drugs, the foods that make you promiscuous with, you know, going down and, and having more sweets and <laughs> treats, like, you know how it is. Like, you're like, oh, no, I couldn't. Oh, I shouldn't. And then, like, every time somebody leaves the room, you grab a handful and stuff them in your pocket pockets uh you know like your hot tater tots and your oh, yeah yeah pocket tots <laughs> but, but it's i used to do that all the time like i'd be like oh no i couldn't and then you know people would be in a meeting or something and i'd literally like go in the kitchen and just be like oh i'll just take yeah you know five cups of this cheese popcorn and yeah i didn't want anybody to see me purse. eating it but Catherine, you never eat anything. Yeah. It must be your thyroid. It like, must be the thyroid. Well, and that goes into to that secret eating and that, um, you know, being at parties and being the good, you know, like, oh, I don't really eat it in front of people. Like, oh, Catherine, she's just eating crudite. Like, oh, she's so good. <laughs> Why does she weigh 300 pounds? We don't know. That secret eating that, like, I'll be good at the party and then I'll go to the drive through afterward and gorge myself or have treats at home, that impulse to secret eat so that people don't actually see you eating is a really rough thing, too. So it's like that whole abstaining at a party can be very triggering in kind of a reverse effect of making you eat more in private it sure can it sure can <laughs> um so let's let's talk about parties uh donald why don't you give us some suggestions of how to manage well parties one main thing is don't go starving like don't show up having starved yourself all day i used to do that all the time i would try to uh not eat until dinner and then i would feel yeah. sick destroy sick. just destroy and then i would sleep long enough to then eat more and then yeah. fall asleep again so eat food that's our tip is to eat food eat normal food eat yeah, protein eat, eat something normal um protein heavy at least for me uh study show eating things with protein uh curbs your appetite don't show up to the party super hungry because you won't be able to stop yourself i wouldn't be able to stop myself um, another thing is to, uh, plan ahead just like you would at a restaurant, you know, um, understand that maybe you're going to have an indulgence or two, but plan what those things will be and stick to them. Well, and two, I used to hang out near the buffet table of treats and snacks and that is a sure way of putting yourself right in the line of fire in terms of treats and snacks. Um, so abstain stay far away from the table if you get a plate of food get a small plate uh, pick only the foods that are really in like exciting and indulgent to you if someone brings uh, a bag of chips ahoy maybe you don't have the chips ahoy yeah because... maybe, maybe you stick to only things that are truly special um you know make it a rule for yourself that only something you know homemade that is absolutely your favorite is what you're going to have and you're not just going to graze on things that you can eat anytime well and i used to do that too that like before the food would come out i would just eat you know the mixed nuts and the cheese and crackers oh, yeah. and kind of 
pre-fill yourself up. It's like having uh, nachos at a, you know a Mexican restaurant. By the time you get you, you've got the chips and salsa, <laughs> yeah, the and then your, and your food comes and you're not even hungry. So just stay away from those grazing opportunities where you're just mindlessly grabbing snacks as you're talking. And, and maybe bring something that you like that is pretty calorie friendly. Um, and you know what you like that's calorie friendly. But you know if you're somebody who enjoys the carrot sticks and celery sticks, like bring some crudite. And know that you'll have that to munch on. But bring something that's, you know, calorie friendly that you know you like. Well, and I used to pretty much with reckless abandon, just like I said, tuck into the, you know, the uh, chocolate fountain and pound cake area and just kind of scope it out. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, like sort of guard it and wall it, it off rawr, and like give people mean looks when they tried for it because you wanted it all. Well, and there was an article on Real Simple that actually suggested trying to find people at a party who you know are healthy, who are maybe just having uh, some carrot sticks and some water to hang out with. If you are with the, uh, if you find yourself with like the 10 year olds who are hanging out next to the cake and you're 44 like me, like that's an issue. Like if, if you are hanging out with the people who want to hang out next to the cheese, th- you're setting yourself up for failure. Like go out on the patio, yeah, get away from sure. the food, step away. Yeah, if, if cheese is your jam and cheese is my jam, uh, maybe don't hang out by the cheese plate. Well, and two, I think it ties into um, going in knowing historically what your triggers are. If you know that after two glasses of wine, you have no self-control and something comes over you, like, don't go in as a victim to the event and say, I, I, you know, I had no choice. I just, it just came over me. It's what I do. Go in saying, you know what? I am not going to have wine tonight. I am going to have, uh, you know, just some seltzer water with lime and I'm going to enjoy that because people are grownups and can actually do that. Like I have done that. And guess what? Nobody cried. Nobody rang yeah. their fists because I wasn't drunk. Like, and it helped me stay in control. I know that there are certain things that are gateway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I think I've said before, like, don't negotiate with terrorists. And if you know <laughs> that, you know, after a gin and tonic or two, you just, you know, go into the bathroom with the cheese plate and hide in there for a half hour and eat it all. Like, maybe you know you. Don't do that. Don't set yourself up for failure. The, the goal at a party or Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner or Hanukkah dinner or whatever dinner is to eat until satisfied. It is not to prove that you can out eat the hot dog champion of Long Island. <laughs> like it is, it, it is not a contest to see who can get the most food in themselves. It is about eating until you're satisfied and adjusting mindset. And I am the biggest violator of this ever i used to think i i used to wish i had two stomachs or i would say i wish Must I, had be a, nice. I wish i had a hollow leg so i could get more of this food into me well, um and i don't know if you know this but we have a set of my grandmother's uh china yeah. china her marriage her wedding china and the plates um turns out the plates in the 1940s were considerably smaller than the U.S. of American (laughs) standard portions of today. That's shocking. Um, And this is terrible. They are beautiful dishes. And the main uh, area of the plate uh, before the lip is only about seven or eight inches big. Like, So the entree is supposed to be seven or eight inches large, which is about the size of uh, now a salad plate. I didn't want to use them. 
We have never used them because back in the day, <laughs> I didn't think they could fit enough food on them. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'll keep them because they're treasures, but I need like three times as much real estate to put my food on. And it turns out eating on small plates, like your your stomach empty is the size of your fist. And I always thought I was lucky because I have kind of big hands, so I had a big, <laughs> big fist. You've got a larger stomach. But like... The idea of going for volume and it like on a giant plate, like it's not a contest. Even though Donald keeps a giant glass of water next to his plate where like he can put his hot dogs and wet the yeah, buns. Yeah, yeah, wet just the eat buns. Them. That's the secret, people. That's the secret. <laughs> wet the buns. But, you know, eat on a small plate, have a small portion, have a small taste of a lot of different things. Um, you know, and another big reason for eating is stress, Donald. Did you know that? I have heard that. The holidays can also be a great source of stress for many. And I know uh, I sound jokey and snarky, but the holidays, there's a lot of expectation around it. Maybe you are with loved ones. Um, maybe you are not with loved ones. Maybe it is a complicated year. Maybe there are you're away from home. Um, maybe the holidays bring up bad memories for you. There are so many different reasons to eat at the holidays emotionally uh, for celebration. So really paying attention to your triggers and setting yourself up for success, I think is, is really important. And we put a lot of pressure on these certain days to be storybook perfect. Yeah. And a lot of times they're not. And remember to take time for yourself and do things that allow you to relax and um, not stress eat. Don't let it build up. Don't pick that fight with your uncle or cousin at the, the party or Thanksgiving dinner. You know, stay away from those topics that you know are going to gonna set everybody off. Like taste great, less filling. Yes. <laughs> don't yes. talk about that. You don't no. talk about that with... With company? No, there are certain things you don't talk about in public, and one of them is tastes great, less filling. But there's also the, you know, sadness that comes from, oh, you know, my husband has to work on that day, or my son's going to be out of town with uh, with someone else. We, we put pressure on other people to live up to our expectation of the day, and it's not always going to be perfect. And there are other days to celebrate relationships. You don't, you know, I know... You know, we live far away from all of our family, and we can't see everyone on the same day. Yeah, for sure. And I feel a lot of pressure to, you know, to talk to people or to see people. But deciding in advance that you're going to be upset because your, you know, your spouse can't be there on the day, or your sister is is working or or doing something else and can't be there. Don't put pressure on other people to live up to your expectation. If someone is working, that's hard for them too. And respecting that everyone's doing their best and loves everybody and it doesn't all have to pin on this one perfect day together, right. I think is really important. It, it is. And it's also important to keep in perspective that those things, even if even if they do get to you, which is only human, um, it's not an excuse to eat. It's, it's not, you know... When you're grabbing for that extra food, ask yourself, am I doing this because of the thing that stressed me out or am I doing it because I actually just want an excuse to eat this food? And I used to use things like that all the time as an excuse just to grab extra food, extra extra treats, and um, really I wasn't dealing with the thing that was actually stressing me out. Well, and the thing that was stressing him out mostly was that he thought it was both less filling and great tasting <laughs> he couldn't decide it was this inner battle he's a no, questioner he just i know wants it's it like i could never perfect. be an importer and an exporter because <laughs> why not do both exactly so um 
so don't put so much pressure on the day and the person and the the experience. Um, but now we're gonna we're gonna lift us back up again. We're gonna talk about about the end of the party and the food. We've we've already talked about uh, staying away from the table as much as possible, not having the snacks. But I also propose eating the delicious thing that you want. Eat that first, mm. and then finish with a salad. Yeah, wah, wah. a lot of people <laughs> say start with the salad. But what I do is I I don't want to ramp up to delicious. I want to ramp down from delicious. Right. So if you eat your most uh, treasured favorite food first and then finish off with a salad, which is yeah, neutralizing. Yeah, sort of, you know, cools you down. It's like easy listening. It's like a cool down if you're running, if you've ever run. Like, you need a little cool down at the end. But it's true. Like, I, if I end, even if I'm, like, having a normal lunch and I have some potato chips with my lunch, and if I save them to the end, because what do you want to do? You want to save the best for last. That's a song that I sing that's sometimes. That's a little inside <laughs> joke, yeah, which you shouldn't do on podcasts, Sorry. but here we are. Um, I'll save it for the for the last part. But um, I would save my laced potato chips for the last thing that I would eat. Turns out that would make me want to eat more laced potato chips. It sure would. Because that lingering, like, ooh, that was delicious. And even with, like, salty or, uh, or sweet, you want more once you have more. So if you are going to have something indulgent, like... Um, Lemon bar, you know, the traditional Thanksgiving lemon bar. <laughs> I love lemon bars. Um, send them to P.O. Box. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the lemon bar. How about the pumpkin pie? Oh, yeah. Now so, that's my jam. So when when you eat something that is, is really triggering for you, you want more of it. So I'm telling you, finish off with a salad. Tell your tell yeah. your face, no more. A little palate cleanser. No moss. No moss for that. Um, but... So that's what I would say. I would say eat the indulgent thing first. Finish off with a with a palate cleansing. What do they do at fancy restaurants? They put like a. All I can think of is apéritif, and I know that's not right. No, apéritif is alcohol. No, they they do they do. No, that's like to get you started. Oh. Anyway, this is thrilling conversation. <laughs> um, but what about those awkward times, Donald, when there is something that someone makes that is disgusting and you want nothing to do with it, but you will be very insulting if you don't have it. What do you do then? You offer to take it home as a leftover. <gasps> oh, what a nice boy. He's taking home the okra pie. Yeah, I like how you let me say it, but this was your brilliant idea, by the way. Like, uh, Catherine's genius idea. This like, is diabolical. You always... all think I'm a nice person? I am not. <laughs> there's always this, like, awkward, like, horrible moment at the end where you don't want to take leftovers home because you don't want to take the devil home with you. Like, pick something you didn't like or you don't care that much about and take all of it. Like, You're like oh. <laughs> or like, yeah, if someone's like, oh, you've got to have some of the okra. I do not like okra. Um, I'll be yeah. like, you know what? I That looks amazing. I would love to savor it at home. And yeah. so then you're like the hero for taking the special Aunt Melba's... Uh, okra pie surprise yeah. which i guess is traditional <laughs> southern california um but take something you don't like home because then you can just throw it out and yeah. no one ever has to know if you don't like the yams if you don't like the the uh the green bean casserole if like, the stuffing was dry yeah yeah take take that home like don't take the devil home with you as uh Catherine likes to say um take home something that you don't actually care for and then guess what? You can toss it in the trash. And and the, the benefit of that, too, is that there's not that like, oh, please take something. No, no, no. Oh, you must. No, 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 no. Yeah, and then you, you avoid that awkwardness. Because it's so awkward. You don't need that. And this is something that I think many of our listeners uh, struggle with. We struggle with it all, also. 
Did you know that it is legal? It's it's not. It's it's like it is legal in this country to throw away leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is legal. No, the police will not come and take you away. And so many people have problems throwing food <sighs> away. I, I know I do. It uh, it was drilled into me and drilled into me as a kid that um, there were people who would have been thankful to have that food, and to throw it away was a travesty. It was an abomination, and I'm telling you, eating it and gaining weight does not solve anyone's hunger problem it just makes you heavier and is going to make you sadder later yeah i uh i used to uh host quite a bit and um even if it was just me and donald i'd make five pounds of mashed potatoes because well, yeah. you need five pounds you, i mean just you in case have, you get company you don't want to run out like you do not have to eat all of the food it is okay to get rid of it because as donald said and i think um heather on half size me at one point said Either you're burning it later on your hips or it's burning in, you know, it's it's going back to Mother Earth, which I say it is much easier on your body to go back to Mother Earth than it is to work off the 10 pounds of regret uh, from the five For pounds. For sure. And how I, do you gain 10 pounds from five pounds of potatoes? Nobody knows. <laughs> no it's a mystery. Knows, but that's how it works. I hate throwing away food more than anyone, but I've had to force myself to get used to the idea. I know it's terrible. I know there are people out there who who could eat it. But you know what? Maybe take some of it to them. Find a homeless shelter or something if you really just can't throw it away. But don't punish yourself because somebody else made too much food. Or don't punish yourself because you made too much food. Well, and it's such a loophole, too. I mean, and that ties into, you know, the holidays are times for baking and for bringing treats in for events and many of us do have a lot of you know traditions that go around food whether you're making um cookies with your nieces and nephews or whether people rely on you to bring your famous uh, pecan pie or your famous casserole there's pressure to live up to other people's expectations of what you deliver what you deliver is you Yes. And the food is extra, and it's fine. Yeah, but take the focus off of the food. You know, the holidays are really about friends and family and uh, getting together and enjoying people's company and, and traditions and remembering, you know, old times, old good times. And if you're somebody who's lonely at the holidays, who doesn't have those things, maybe volunteer your time. Um, that is a way to get around just eating your feelings. For sure. And I think, you know, there are a lot of, uh, I mean, we've got neighbors who are, are elderly and um, other people need some love too. So looking outward yes. and thinking about others at the holidays is a very good thing to do. And going back to the subject of people relying on you for treats and holiday traditions, did you know Pinterest, I, I think I looked it up, has 40 billion ideas for what to do with grapes at the holidays i <laughs> like, think it's 40 billion and four is the actual count there are so many ridiculous holiday treats that you can make uh with with friends with loved ones uh that involve bananas turning into penguins and and <laughs> i and, love a good banana and penguin. applesauce turning into reindeers it's amazing yeah. uh and and eggs turning into uh to snowmen there are amazing things that the internet <laughs> tells you you can do many of them that i make end up as giant nightmarish failures. Um, but 
the experience of of making something with your kids, making a craft or something like yeah. that, instead of focusing on instead of baking those you know holiday cookies or something. Yeah, I uh, was notorious for baking cookies for my our, our daughter's class and eating like half the dough to make sure it wasn't poison and then oh i accidentally this one is burned a little and then 10 of those later um so don't set yourself up for failure if you know that those are triggers for you just be honest about it it it's not about what you should be able to do oh i should be able to control myself around these treats oh i should be able to stay away from whatever like we have people in our lives who enable bad behaviors in us and, and encourage them. And, you know, and people who talk out of both sides of their mouth, like, a, you know, an aunt who will be like, you know, oh, boy, you packed on some pounds. Like, oh, and but I also made you pound cake. Yeah, like, or ambrosia salad. <laughs> yeah, like it is a, it is a rough uh, terrain to navigate uh, this holiday season. So knowing, being brave enough to stand up for the person that you're going to be on January 1st who... Uh, you know, don't put them in the situation of being up 10 pounds on the scale. Like, keep even. Gain a pound or two. But having gained uh, 10 pounds the day after Christmas, I think, and just having <laughs> lost it uh, in the tender month of October, is uh, it was really eye-opening to me to be like, wow, I messed around for months and months and months to get back to the spot. And it was not worth the continental breakfast we had on uh, on Christmas morning. Yeah, do something now that your future self will thank you for. And also, I think we talked a little bit about movement, right? And like keeping with your your regular habits. But I used to basically just sit uh, for days and days at a time watching the football, watching the parades. Like, go for a family walk. Make that a tradition. Get out of the house before dinner, after dinner, between courses. Uh... Go for a nice walk in the neighborhood. Get and a little fresh stick, air. Stick to your weight loss routines as much as possible. If you're if you're counting calories, if if you know you've got holiday parties, Thanksgiving dinner, etc., maybe you don't stick to it on those days, but but do it as much as you can on all the other days. Um, one thing I've really had to adjust in my whole weight loss adventure was getting rid of my all or nothing attitude. You know, if I'm going to have Thanksgiving dinner later, um, you know, I don't need to start eating pumpkin pie two days ahead of time to get ready or, you know, just giving up all calorie counting on that particular day. I can still be mindful of what I'm doing and still work in my my exercise routine, still go on my walks on as many days as, as is practically possible and um, hopefully come out on the other side not having really gained any weight. Well, and I think the mental game that goes along, too, with thinking that there's good food or bad food, like, food is neutral. Food food is what it is. And we tell ourselves, we build up the story around food, like, oh, I'm being so bad. Oh, this is, this is good for me. Or we do that thing of, like, oh, I shouldn't, like, the shouldn't yeah. dot, 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 but I'm going to and I'm going to regret it later. Like, I know there was some awful Facebook post about, like, you know, all the things that you're going to eat at the holiday and how many calories, you know, how you'll have to burn off the calories. Like, yeah. if, you know, if you have one uh, dinner roll, you'll have to run a triathlon to, you know, to work it off. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, you have a scoop of mashed potatoes and you've got to do uh, high intensity interval training for 72 hours. Like there's no equation that suddenly is like, oh, the mashed potatoes are gone. Now I got to run a triathlon to work off the roll. Yeah, for sure. It's a meal. It's one meal. Like 
we have talked about this before. It is not what you do on the day. If all we were talking about was Veterans Day, Thanksgiving. <laughs> the aforementioned Arbor Day. Arbor Day and Christmas. I mean, we've, we talked about the 365 surprises. If we just stuck to the days that you don't have to go into the office 10 days a year, like, you know what? You can manage that. Oh, yeah. It's the season. It right. is the season that gets you. It is what you do after that. It's it's the uh, you know the Black Friday deals that you put in your mouth. Like, oh, I love Black Friday. I know. <laughs> he just got this far away look in his eyes. I'm thinking about it already. But it's that like if you are going to a party, if you are going to a dinner, if you are hosting, have healthy things for the next day. Go back to your routine. Don't make it that you've got to buy a second fridge on Black Friday to then fit all of the leftovers in so that you can just keep eating like yeah. I, I, I used to <laughs> As do. much as I'd love an excuse to but, buy a second fridge. But we put ourselves out, we make ourselves exhausted, and then we just coast, you know, Thanksgiving ends up being a four or five day long event, and then it's the Christmas season, so why even bother? And the more pre-planning you can do, the more easy uh, things that you have. I think, Donald, you mentioned a couple of episodes that might have been helpful in the past that we've done like the convenience of convenience. The convenience of convenience and the, um, you know, what to expect when you're expecting company. Um, I think those episodes give some really good tips about dealing with visitors and um, can apply to the holidays as well. Yeah, I mean, nobody, I didn't get to 300 pounds because of 20 Christmases. Um, I got to 300 pounds because... Every day was a celebration. (laughs) (laughs) And just to be clear, those are episodes of this podcast that you're listening to right now. Go listen to them. Listen to them again if you've listened to them. Yeah. They're great. But we, like, you know, I think we are in maintenance right now, basically. You know, I think we still have a few pounds to lose. But we still have to stay hyper vigilant about our choices at the holidays. Because it's like going back to your old neighborhood and, like, when you get a couple of days of like cinnamon rolls for breakfast and pancakes, <laughs> yeah, like no that all sounds really sexy. And then you dive right into to the holiday meals and the parties and you're like, man, this is the good life. Like, what was ever wrong with this? I'm at my goal weight. Like, I can indulge. And then I will yeah. find myself back up the scale. Before we know it, we're, we're wearing uh, burlap sacks. And, but it, you know, there is nothing, there's no part of us that is fixed there is a big part of us that is much more aware. We're aware of our triggers. We're aware of our stories, our loopholes, um, and also how we turn on one another when one of us wants to make a bad choice and the other doesn't. <laughs> like holding yeah, uh, a friend sure. accountable, a spouse accountable, your coworkers accountable. Like, oh, I mustn't. Oh, I shouldn't. Yum, 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 yum. Like, we are grown-ups. We have said that before. I'm going to say it again. You are a grown-up making grown-up choices. You sure are. And guess what? Sometimes things are fun and sometimes things are hard. And it is hard to not want to stuff your face like Veruca Salt in uh, Willy Wonka. <laughs> Willy Wonka. But, like, knowing that it took me 10 months to wean myself back to a weight where I feel really good is really sobering. So it's not just about the choices that you make over the holiday season, but it's what you're going to have to do in 2019 or what you're going to want to do in 2019 to get yourself back in a position that you want. So, why not end the year on a positive note? If you're listening to this podcast, it means that you're not waiting until January 1st to make a lifestyle change. Yeah, you, a New Year's resolution start right now. Like, they don't start New Year's Day. They start right now. Yeah, get a running start. And uh, you can get a running start by uh, 
following us on Instagram, where we post very many inspirational You quotes. do a wonderful job of uh, running the Instagram. I do. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, at WeOnlyLookThin. You can find us on the Facebooks. Yes. Also, search for We Only Look Thin on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at WeOnlyLookThin.com, where you can listen to this very podcast. Yeah, and if you have any good ideas about um, how to navigate the holidays successfully... Oh, yeah, we would love to hear from you. Or if you have success stories, uh, email us at WeOnlyLookThin at gmail.com. And if you could uh, give us a little holiday gift and go to iTunes and uh, rate and review us, we would super appreciate it. It really helps us out. And if the review could be five stars, that would even be better. It would. That would be five Christmas lights on our tree. So, uh, so thank you so much for, for listening to this uh, honey-glazed episode of We Only Look Thin and when you are uh, staring down a pile of creamy mashed potatoes and fantasizing about just sticking your face in it <laughs> like I am, just remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration. inspiration. Asian, Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness programs.